0: and welcome. This is episode number 15 of Leaders Fuel Daily Podcast. Camber, how's it going?
1: It's great, Rick. Thanks so much for having me.
0: I'm glad to be on the line with you. This is Camber Parker, and she is the proprietor and founder and owner, and I don't know what other words you use for Yopro, no. And uh, you also have some other involvements. You have some really great experience. And what we're doing here, you do this a lot, don't you?
1: I do. Yeah. I've, uh, I've grown pretty uh, familiar with zoom interviews and I've been doing it for about a year now.
0: Nice. So how many do you think you've done?
1: Um, I know for a fact that I've actually done about 215 interviews uh, with young professionals across the country.
0: Oh wow, and I'm on number fifteen, so I'm just catching right. up that. So, yeah, well, hey, you'll get there, yeah, well, okay, so I know you have some great things to share. We're gonna talk a little bit about generational stuff as we go along, but what I'd love to hear about first is just kind of your entrepreneurial journey and how did you get to yo how did you get to start yopro no and so just talk about that
1: yeah thanks for for the the great question um so The O'Prono started really because of a first career that I had Mm -hmm. that I often describe as miserable. Mm -hmm. Um, It was not something that I envisioned happening. I went to work for this corporate insurance company right after college and- It was a fortune 250. I thought I was going to climb the corporate ladder uh, as many people think when they're 21. Mm-hmm. And I just quickly realized it was not the best fit for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to go back and, and tell people though that it's not, the comp- like the company was, it was a great company. Right. It just wasn't a good culture fit for me. And much. at the end of the day, I learned after that year what I really didn't like in mm-hmm. a job. Mm-hmm. Um, but in my time there, I was a very prideful person, still am. And didn't really want to tell people what I was going through. Right. And so naturally I turned to the internet mm-hmm. and couldn't really find what I was looking for. Um, now I know what that was. I was mm-hmm. looking for just vulnerable stories, people really sharing their, their paths, what yeah. they were doing. I've yeah, always yeah, sure. been really interested in finding how people got to where they are. Mm-hmm. And so that was how the Yo Prono started. I started by taking somebody who, I knew in his thirties to a cup of coffee and started recording what he told me. And he was nice enough to let me do that. But, um, that's how it all started. And it turned into a blog. Mm -hmm. And over the last three years that I've been interviewing people, um, the content has, has been overlapping. There's a lot of takeaways from young professionals, um, ages 21 to 39, just sharing their hardships and successes in the workplace. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so, after interviewing hundreds of people from across the country and different stages of life and regions and industries, I am able to create products and services from that. Um, so that's how it all has evolved. Yes. Um, I will mention my full time job, though,
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm, sure.
1: is working for uh, a local nonprofit in Greenville called the Greenville Area Parkinson Society. And so yes. That has been um such it's been very interesting, you know balancing the two
0: mm-hmm. um
1: because I think many entrepreneurs start off with a side hustle, and uh, that has uh just taught me a lot um in the three years that I've done that, but that's you know the high level overview of my journey up to this point
0: that's really wonderful and and it's you know what's interesting so, so much about what you've just said is very interesting. I'm always fascinated by the number of entrepreneurial journeys start with something that is perceived as a very negative event or, or an uncomfortable event. You know, we're, we're usually, here's the thing. We're usually, you know, pushed along by our discontent or we're, or, or, you know, or we're pulled along by it, right. Or this longing that we have pulled along by our longing or pushed by our discontent. And so uh, I, you know, I can certainly say I've had my own things where, Hey, look, I was doing one pathway and that pathway wasn't suddenly was done. And that kind of thrust me out into something else. And, you know, whatever it takes, sometimes I do the heroic entrepreneur and there's a cycle that I share that Mm -hmm. the the entrepreneur goes on this cycle that's mirrors what's called the hero's journey or the monomyth. And so there's these critical phases along the way. And the reason why I use that is because there are these common threads uh, through there so you know what you're sharing there about hey look it just it, it wasn't really the thing for me uh, it's not like a negative thing but what I call that is that was your call to adventure it was like yes,
1: camber. I love that
0: camber there's something else out here and something inside of your soul was going if I stay here I'm gonna die <laughs> yeah <I> mean, <laughs> right? you're
1: you're right I didn't I didn't like what I saw when I envisioned the future there mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I'm very lucky that I've been able to keep in touch with a lot of people from that yes. company yeah. um, many of whom I've actually worked with in a, in some sort of capacity for the YoProno. and so yes. I just think that's really cool that I've been able to keep the relationships, although the job was not the best fit for me. Um, it's kind of come full circle now
0: yeah, for sure and and it's just the idea that you know we the point is is there's very few people who there are some, but very few who like from the time they're little, know they want to be an entrepreneur. There are those people, okay? More often than not, though, it's like something kind of pushed you out of the nest, you know, you're ready to fly. So, okay, well, you work with a very sort of niche population. You said even the specific ages of people that you work with and because they all share the same, of course, generation and they, and they share some certain common threads, right? So, uh, you know, here's the thing about today that our world today has more generations in the workforce than any other time in history. Mm-hmm. So there are, there are multiple generations out there in the workplace and, you know, we're talking about entrepreneurs here too. So there's, there's plenty of people that are going to hear this mm-hmm. that are working. Either they are that, you know, younger generation, your generation or they're more like my generation or the generation above me or that are they're working together and so i'd love to just i just kind of want to pick your brain a little bit and what are some help me understand help people understand what are some of your best thoughts about all all that and how people things that people need to know and that can be helpful and what are your best thoughts about about multi-generational workplaces
1: yeah, that's a great question. It's one of my favorite topics to discuss.
0: Well, I'm glad I picked so, it.
1: <laughs> so I will I'll start off with that uh answering that question just by sharing that millennials are the largest part of the workforce today. Um and I can share the sources that you oh, know sure. that yeah. share that. That way you can put it in the show notes or whatever you need. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is from several sources, but you know, millennials make up that huge chunk. Um Millennials are not the only ones though. Like millennials millennials are actually being pushed out of the young professional age group.
0: Yes, they are. Um
1: and Gen Z is really coming in. So I'm mm-hmm. actually I'm I'm 25 mm-hmm. and so I'm the cuss right at the end of mm-hmm. the millennials. Okay. Um my brother he was he's 3 years younger. He's definitely a Gen Z and okay. it's very clear. Mm-hmm. Um but so I just want to share that there's two different generations in the um younger. in the young professional space. Okay. State yes, right
0: okay. Now. That's a good point.
1: So just to clarify that,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, and the first thing I'll I'll mention is some of the hardships that occur from intergen, you know, several generations working together in the workplace. Mm-hmm. And this is um, from these hundreds of interviews that I've mentioned. Yeah, um, this is you know, this is research and data that are coming from young professionals themselves. The number one hardship is communication. Okay, this is something that is probably not a surprise to you or the mm. audience. You know, communicating with with people, your own age can be difficult sometimes, Absolutely, but you have, uh, I'm sure you've heard, uh, people thinking of millennials coming into the workplace or Gen Z coming into the workplace. Like we're lazy, we're entitled, we're the trophy generation mm-hmm. who, you know, we just get a participation trophy mm-hmm. and, you know, way to go. Like that's now mm-hmm. you're on your way. Yes. Um, that was certainly something that I felt uh, a lot of when I went into my first job, mm-hmm. my, direct boss was in her fifties. She had just become a director and I was this 21 year old coming Mm in, uh, trying to, you know, make it a little bit sooner than that. Yes. I probably wouldn't like that very much either. And so from the start, our communication lines were not great. Mm -hmm. Um, this is something that's happened and I've heard several other young professionals talk about, Um, I think something that I like to help people with in my consulting work is, all right, let's start by acknowledging this from the start. So before you get into this role Mm -hmm. and you understand how to set expectations up front, um, so that Rick, if you and I start working together, Mm -hmm. you know, we kind of eliminate the the opportunity for miscommunication to come into play.
0: that's a great thing.
1: So communication is the first piece that I think you be a lot of between, Um, not just our generations, but like you said, the generation above you. Um, So that's something that is really important. Perception is -hmm. another thing. So they kind of go hand in hand, perception and communication, but think of um, our parents' generation. So Mm -hmm. they would go in, um, you know, most likely work at a job for 30 plus years Mm -hmm. and that's just not happening anymore. So people are coming in and um, some of the older generations and they're seeing these millennials and, and Gen Zers, like, why are they, they're here for two years and then they leave, or mm-hmm, they're here mm-hmm. for 90 days and then they leave. Mm-hmm. And so that automatically gives, the, gives us a bad rep. Yes. Um, and so perception is, is huge. And this idea of career um, is very different. And then mm-hmm. the third point, and I'll wrap, wrap up uh, this section, Mm-hmm. The third point is the idea of what your actual career should be okay. um, and some of the, the priorities for mm-hmm. you. Um, your generation is known for being, uh, and I hate saying, you know, your generation, my generation, but your generation, um, I would say from the research that I've done and that shared, and again, I can share those sources with you, mm-hmm. um, you know, salary was a big piece of mm-hmm. a reason that you stayed somewhere. Benefits was mm-hmm. a big reason. That's changing with with millennials and young mm-hmm. and young professionals as a whole. Mm-hmm. Um, we want companies that are doing good in the community. Yeah. Um, we want you know we want flexibility, especially mm-hmm. in the COVID era, where we want the virtual workplace. Um, so we'll, we'll sacrifice maybe not making as much money, Mm -hmm. um, as you know, your generation, Mm -hmm. uh, and get to that point eventually, if we can have those other things. So those are my three points. Um, I could probably talk about it all day with you, but do you have any follow-up for that? Yeah,
0: I do. I do. So on, on, on each, each one of those really. And it is, so the whole communication thing, there's so many, you know, communication is something we could be talking about for a long time, of course, but I really love what you said. And that is that helping people get set up to understand that there are differences because we may be completely unaware that there is even a difference. And what can end up happening is, you know, like, I'm speaking Chinese and you're speaking Japanese, right? Like, okay, they seem similar, but they're not the same language. And I'm saying that I'm speaking whatever my generation is and you're speaking whatever your generation is. It's almost like a different language in the way that we um, send out messages and the way that we receive messages. And so, you know, I think generally speaking, there are differences and we need do need to understand them but also i think generally speaking we get in trouble the more that we create separations that aren't don't really need to be there meaning yeah. that you and i were different you know we have differences but we also have so many similarities and when we're working at a job we have the common good of the company in that moment and the, the what the company's values are and stands for And so sometimes what I'm saying is we tend to default towards the idea of separation versus the idea of familiarity or sameness or one team or, and we, I think just understanding along with understanding, Hey, we're going to kind of talk, communicate things differently. Also understanding, like we kind of have this default, like we default to like, Oh, that someone's not, I don't perceive someone to be exactly like me. And my default is that's kind of threatening.
1: Yeah. And that's
0: something for us to understand, right? About that.
1: And, and leaders and culture have a lot to do with that too, Mm -hmm,
0: mm -hmm. because
1: it starts with them. I think in a company culture, um, if the culture is the opposite of, um, of, you know, this idea of separation Mm -hmm. and just inclusivity, then I think you're much better off and you're probably going to be, better off and, you know, setting them, setting you up for success.
0: Yeah, that's for sure. That's for sure. Because, you know, here's, I, I, I don't know if people will receive this or not, but I always think of that thing. that says love covers a multitude of sins. And it's the idea that look, if we, if we just genuinely care about each other and demonstrate love for one another respect, then even when these differences happen, it's going to cover that meaning that Hey, if you say something to me in a way that I don't really want to receive it, I don't have to make that like a federal case, right? I I can just understand, you know, a camber talks differently than I do, or she hears differently. It's the same thing of, uh, for example, you know, different personality types and temperaments and love languages and those sort of things and it's there's there's a it's a really a wonderful thing that we're not all the same and it can be very helpful I'm going to posit another idea to you see what you think about this with your experience and and uh, see if 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 this kind of resonates with you and I think kind of my generation and those above me I'm speaking quite generally here by the way we grew up in a much more linear way it's like I'm going to Go to grade school with these people and then middle school and then high school and then more often than not you know everyone's going to go off and do their time at college and they're going to you know either come back to the hometown or go to a town and they're going to more or less stay there you know i know in my generation the nuclear family changed things a little bit but my point is it's generally speaking it's sort of linear and it probably contributes to hey look I'm going to be loyal to this place and I'm going to build up and work up my hi- the hierarchy. And like the whole goal is to keep on that linear upward path, right? I think that beginning with the millennial generation, there was a shift. And I say this because I know like timing wise and with technology, there was this massive knee bend of technology where things advanced rapidly. And of course, with the onset of the internet and that is generally speaking, again, your generation grew up rather than kind of this linear way. It was much more spherical, mm-hmm. and so it's this idea like, oh, I can go there. I can go there. I can go there. I can do this. I can do that, so you see the awareness of all of the possibilities, and in, in, in again, the way that we are enculturated mm-hmm. that, you know, this sort of linear enculturation or the spherical enculturation by the way these are theories on my part that i could be i could be out of my you you're, know
1: you're out of my mind, but with a lot of these yeah,
0: yeah so i think that you know when you're talking about this idea of you know what am i looking for the thing that's going to sort of ground me to a company isn't just going to be this linear upward path or it's not going to be just this hierarchical structure it, you know that we it, it, and and but what it's going to be is what's what's at the heart of this because you know my mind which is kind of the pathway of the generations of mine of my mind says go here go it's very goal oriented go there go there go there go there but the heart which is a little bit more of a connection to younger generations it's it goes everywhere it's just it's looking for value and connection and relationship. And so, and by the way, I'm not here to say one is better than the other. Yeah. I, I just try to understand these things so that we can, you know, I'm always saying what is serving us? Mm-hmm. In other words, we have, we just understand that we're, we all have these sort of default settings. Okay. Mm-hmm. And if we're willing to challenge our default and just say, is this serving me? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think to me, this understanding has been helpful in this sort of multi-generational idea of, of, uh, you know, kind of linear, think about it sort of linear versus spherical. And I think the beauty of that is on both ends that there's sort of an above the line and a below the line expression of these things. You know, for example, an above the line expression of a linear sort of idea is loyalty and um, mastery of one thing very good in a very specialized skill set, you know, or, or, you know, longevity or of that sort of thing, you know, the mastery of a spherical is creativity. It is like possibility, it's curiosity, it's finding new ways to do things. It's, it's sort of this expansive thing. You know, and they both, you could think of a below the line too, like a very fixed idea that's in mobile and, you know, misses a lot of things or creates a lot of drama where it didn't need to happen. Or, um, you know, I think probably the spherical thing could be, it's a little bit insecure, you know, if you're kind of, if there's so many options, sometimes that's the overwhelm of choice, right? It's So that's like, okay, wait, wait, well, I just want to know where I stand. and sort of it's more of an existential thing right
1: yeah Um, i mean you bring up a lot of good points and just so i'm clear um i'm just going to kind of talk about this linear versus yeah
0: go ahead i want to hear what your thoughts are on it yeah
1: i want to make sure because if there's another follow-up just let me know yeah Uh, i think that there well first i'll I'll share that you know yo pro means young professional Mm -hmm. but a yo pro or a yuppie Mm -hmm. Um, that's another term that's been thrown out there Mm -hmm. is when you look it up, the definition is somebody who works a white collar job from Mm -hmm. nine to five. Um, and that's really not what I do. That's not who I interview. I interview Mm -hmm. anyone who is between 21 and 39 Mm -hmm. with a job because I'm showing that there are all these different paths. Um, you know, one example to share my, I haven't interviewed this person, but I know somebody who's, it's my boss, um, her daughter took a welding path. So straight from high school she went to, you know, be a welder. And there are, you know, this this trade profession that a lot of people in, you know, the linear uh path that you're talking about, um that was never really part of the narrative growing up for me. Mm-hmm. At least. Mm-hmm. That was not something that was shared, but now mm-hmm. it is. Like, you know, this is her daughter is in Gen Z and that's something I think that these other opportunities are really opening up. Yes. And I actually really like the spherical Mm -hmm. concept. Mm -hmm. Um, I think you're spot on when you talk about technology. The gig economy has Mm -hmm. created so many opportunities. Like, I mean, people have several contracting jobs. And I read an article recently about how more people in the millennial space are like, I think they have like up to five to six, 1099s uh-huh. per, like, I mean, per, you know, their tax files this year, yes. like that's, just, that's like on average, people uh-huh. have five to six. That's, that was never common 20 years ago. And it's just, to me, it shows there's so much opportunity. Um, it shows that again, like you said, we are looking for flexibility. We're also looking for meaning and value and, and young professionals are going in different directions to find that than just the linear path. And so that's why you'll start to see these big companies like the fortune 500s, you know, sure. They'll have their standard, their standard jobs, their analyst positions, the finance roles, Mm -hmm. the, you know, the jobs that need to be done. Like there will always be young professionals to fit those roles, but, but it's changing and they're going to have to, they're going to have to, really adapt if they want to keep people. Um yeah. you know you see a lot of big companies they're all switching to remote work mm-hmm. um full time yeah. and they're I think if you're a company that doesn't do that you're going to kind of be in trouble in the next few years. Yeah. So I yeah. hope that answers your question.
0: I think it's great. I love your insight on it too. And I and 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 you know just to throw it out there, I've had this conversation with other people for sure but I really appreciate the points that you're making. And so You know, for you, it's interesting because you are an entrepreneur right now. Of course, you work with a nonprofit as well, but you're an entrepreneur. You're on an entrepreneurial journey, but by way of interacting with career path people, right? And so some of them, I'm sure, are entrepreneurial as well. You've done, they have to be with the number of you know, interactions that you've had
1: several entrepreneurs.
0: Yeah. But I really want to hear though. Okay. Exactly. What is Yo Pro No? You you kind of talked about how you got to it, but tell us all about your company and what you do and the services that you provide Mm -hmm. and, you know, maybe where you're going with it too. And I'd love to hear, hear some about that. And what I'm going to do, by the way, if, uh, is make a way for people to be able to connect with you because people do need to connect with you. So that'll be that'll be included wherever this goes out so so tell us all about yoprono
1: yeah um, so obviously you know how it started mm-hmm. um, and from these interviews, like I mentioned earlier, it's you know developed into products and services, which mm-hmm. I've been very fortunate to have such a great support system to mm-hmm. get me to that point yeah. um, but the YoProno, you know our mission is to maximize young professional careers. So okay. we are here to help you realize that right career fit mm-hmm. earlier, sooner rather than later. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one of my taglines is it's, there's nothing wrong with finding out your passion later in life, but what mm-hmm. if you could figure it out sooner?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And
1: to me, like I found that I'm very lucky that I found that with the Yo Prono, but also with the Parkinson's society, I love working for the nonprofit at really does it's so fulfilling and I feel very lucky that I have two things that I'm, I'm, so why wouldn't I help people get that too? And something I'm always very clear about, you know, this is not me just sharing my advice. This is coming from hundreds of people, Mm. you know, key overlapping data and takeaways. And so I say all of that to just share, you know, that is the goal. That's the, the core mission is to maximize Mm -hmm. your young professional years. Um, some of the products that we offer, we have our book, which is the Young Professional Guide, seven smart career decisions to make now to maximize your young professional years. Um, Mm -hmm. So maximize is that key term there. Um, Again, that's a compilation of all of these interviews um, talking about seven hardships and Mm -hmm. turning them into career decisions that you can make now to help your young professional years and really strengthen them now. at the same time, simultaneously, we also have our memberships. Okay. So memberships is diving a little bit deeper. So the book is really just, that's an introduction. Yes. Um, the memberships are where you're going to get that hands-on um, work as you kind of work your way into some mm-hmm. of the, the higher memberships. Um, but the memberships range from $2 a month to $10 a month. Mm-hmm. Um, you're getting that uh, access to exclusive content, Um uh, mm-hmm professional development training and Mm -hmm. a curated network of hundreds of people across the country. Wow. Um, Another service that I've been offering for some time but am Mm -hmm. now finally really advertising it um, Mm -hmm. just based on on capacity is Mm -hmm. the school service job consultant work. So again, using the YoProno network to um, help you develop connections because at the end of the day, it's all about who you know. So if Mm -hmm. you came to me, Rick, you were really looking for the right fit. I would Mm -hmm. help you find the right, the right path to go Mm -hmm. next for Mm -hmm. your career. Mm -hmm. Um, but connect you with people at those companies because based on the network, there are more than 215 people that I can reach out to because I've been fortunate enough to be connected to so many people Mm -hmm. that I can help you get your foot in the door. So, so that is, that's the Oprah as far as the vision goes. Mm -hmm. Um, my goal is for the Yoprano to become the central hub for all young professionals everywhere. I nice. would, I, I envision this turning into an app one day mm-hmm. um, where it's like the LinkedIn for young professionals. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, if LinkedIn wants to buy the Yoprano, that would be cool. Um, <laughs> and, and I would love to, to work business to business and mm-hmm. you know, training companies on how to, work with young professionals, but Mm -hmm. also how to, um, working with them to onboard their own young professionals to save millions of dollars because, uh, retention rates are just really, really, uh, low at certain, at specific companies because of their onboarding.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And the amount of money to get a new person versus keeping a person who you already have and working with that person, there's such a huge disparity in those two numbers, So absolutely, what such a great vision and and value, and your you know what you've done, really kind of in a way in your spare time Uh, to build this and the momentum that you're having and the number of people that you've interacted with and and to formulate this out in a way, you're adding so much value. And my goodness, what you're talking about here for the training that a person could get for the I mean, almost no money, really, just a very small investment is tremendous. And I'm sure you priced it that way to, you know, cause people are starting out and you want to help yeah, them and yeah, all that. Yeah, we yeah, have, for sure. We don't
1: have tons of money to give right now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But, but they can get some expertise and get some help. And so I really appreciate uh, you just engaging in this conversation with me. And I know that people are going to find it very helpful. And let me let me before we go. Let me just make sure. Have I missed anything? Is there anything else that people need to know about Yo pro Know or about what you're up to, or anything that we missed along the way?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. I love ending my interviews with that as well because you mm-hmm. never know. You know, you never want to um, leave anyone hanging. Like, make sure they. I don't want to leave you hanging.
0: Nope. But
1: the one thing um, that I think is really important, and as I'm, you know, I learn something new every week with, mm-hmm. with business and as an entrepreneur, and mm-hmm. one thing that people want to always know is what makes what makes you unique? What makes the Prono unique? And so yeah. if, if your audience has not been able to kind of pull that out from the interview, the one thing I will leave with is, you know, I'm a young professional myself and I am living this. Mm-hmm. I am, you know, I've interviewed the sources. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not just pulling research from the internet. This is uh, you know, real, curated yeah. content that I'm is sorry. coming from the source. So if you want to know anything about young professionals, come to the Yo Pro no And, um, you know, I'm just, I'm very excited to see where it goes. And so if you're interested in being a part of it in any way, just love to have you on the journey.
0: Absolutely. Well, just to remind people that uh, they can, wherever this is out, just to look for those connections there and they can do that. So, hey, Camper, thank you very much for being a part of this. I really appreciate you and I appreciate your journey and what you what you're doing here and and how you are taking your own experience and you're you're, you know, making it be something that's valuable to a lot of other people. So so thanks for being on the entrepreneurial journey.
1: Thanks. I love what you're doing, Rick. Thanks for having me.
0: All right. Bye for now.